0: Welcome back. It is Monday, April seventeenth, twenty twenty-three, and this is another episode of Hot Takes on Protein Shakes with yours truly, Tony Capobianco. It's good to be back. Hope you guys had a great week. Uh, before we get into today's episode, just want to let you know uh, I got a few more dates left for the month of April here in Nashville. So if you're in the Nashville area and you want to come see uh, come see me live, I got a few other dates ahead of time for you. So on Wednesday, April nineteenth, is our monthly up-down comedy show. So very excited to have that. Got a brand new lineup, all great talented comics. Then on the twenty-sixth, uh, which is a Wednesday, a week from uh, that Wednesday, that is uh, going to be over at Sonny's in uh, Western Nashville. I think, it, yeah, Sonny's for the best of Nashville showcase. And then on Friday. Uh, April 28th, I will be at the Holistic Connection in Murfreesboro. So that is the dab bar I headlined. Yeah, I remember I headlined that a couple weeks ago. That was a great time. So I'm going to be back there again on the Friday, the 28th. And then on the 29th is going to be the rescheduled MacTown Skate Shop uh, comedy show. So, we, well, I'm going to be the only comic there. Everybody else is going to be bands. So it's just going to be me. And, uh, yeah, that's go. That's going to be on Saturday, April 29th at the Mac Town Skate Shop in McMinnville, Tennessee. So a little bit outside of Nashville, but I've done that show before. That was a great time. I'm happy to do it again. So hopefully if you are in the Nashville area and you want to come see me live, come hit me up. And I'm at one of those four shows. Also, uh, this episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes is brought to you in part by... Redcon One. Redcon One is America's favorite new supplement brand where you have everything your fitness goals could possibly need. So whether you need pre-workouts, proteins, fat burners, builders, recovery, energy, new apparel, extras, whatever you need, they got it. And they just came out with a new uh, pre-workout called Big Noise with, uh, what was it, like blue lemonade. That that stuff is tasty. And you can save 20% off your order if you go to redcon1.com and use the promo code T20 Tony Tell Jokes. That's right. You can save 20% off your online order if you use the promo code T20 Tony Tell Jokes, which is also my social handle, which is Tony Tell Joke on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And um, yeah, so this week's uh, episode, very have this uh, next guest back, uh, pro bodybuilder Gabe Moen. So for a little backstory for those you who don't know, uh Gabe and I just uh became fans of each other through Instagram just vicariously. And uh because you know he's a big comedy fan. I'm a big uh fan of uh bodybuilding. So obviously, you know, two minds met. And uh yeah, Gabe's a super nice guy. He uh he actually uh released Recovery Powder, CBD black, And I tried uh I tried some of that. That stuff is tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff is um, it's a nice uh, recovery formula because I I told them that uh, there have been days where like you know you know on like leg day where you absolutely just murder your legs and you know you just like you're walking around like you're Groot or something. Uh, yeah, whenever I took that, it, like just made the recovery so much easier and like I wouldn't have to get out of bed the next morning. It's like somebody just took a sledgehammer behind my knees. It is, it is very, very, very good as far as uh, the recovery process goes. So if you want to get a uh, hold of some of that, head on over to gstudynutrition.com. And this interview just flew right by because he and I, we talked about each other's training, um, how I'm doing comedy-wise, how he's been doing with the relaunch of CBD Black. Um, also, uh, we also this, is, this kind of was a re- resurging thing, was uh, the poisons of social media. And, you know, as fun as it is, as useful of a tool as it can be, it can also, I'm sure many of you know and are very much well aware of what a toll it can do on you and how it takes toll on others. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the show. How have you been?
1: Doing pretty good, man. I'm just um, right, you know, right in the thick of uh, the the launch of, of CBD Black. So I've been traveling around all these different supplement or not supplement, but um, gyms, and supplement stores.
0: So. Yeah, man, I, I ordered mine a while back. That's stuff, a. That stuff, ain't kidding around with that stuff.
1: It's cool. <laughs> it's cool stuff. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've tried like you know other recovery products before, but you know that's definitely one of the more effective ones. I mean, I've had like you know days where I murder my legs, and I take a cup of that, and the next morning I'm not walking like a newborn giraffe. So right, yeah. yeah. It's so pretty it's definitely cool. Definitely a lot more useful in the recovery process definitely yeah it's got some
1: pretty cool stuff in it with the cbg and cbd uh found out that cbg is a neuroprotectant, and neuroprotectant, so like protects all your nerves and um works with adhd really well mood elevation mood regulation um fights cancer cells like all kinds of pretty cool stuff like stuff that i didn't even really anticipate when i you know when i first uh, came out with it you know i was like started researching other cannabinoids. And I know my, my buddy Warren um, taught me a lot about the hemp and marijuana industry. And one of the things that um, he taught me about was the individual isolated cannabinoids that they're able to extract from the plant now and make certain parts of the plant that have, you know, highly beneficial, you know, aids to them. They could actually extract it, multiply it, quantify it, and put it back into a product now, which is really, really interesting and very beneficial, especially for like you said like for soreness and you know reducing that, it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I love the fact that it's suddenly just like a, like a pinata of positive health benefits. And yeah, it
1: is. If you Google CBG or CBD, you know, if you just type in benefits of CBG or CBD, it's pretty impressive.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's only a matter of time. I'd say well, I'd say within the next few years, I think we might be able to see it like legalized. On a national level, I mean mm-hmm. it's you know it's gradually rolling along at the state level, but I think you know once it gets you know at the federal level, I think that's when it's going to be a little bit more mainstream. So you'd be having like you know like Wheaties every like on every corner, and you know mm-hmm. like distribution for like you know the CBD will definitely a little more mainstream as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, a lot of people can't touch it still, just because you know a lot of their money is FDIC insured and. Means that that's federal, like they can't even touch it. So in a way, I kind of I kind of slipped under the radar because I'm not you know, I'm not a big baller with, you know, half a million to in, or half a billion to invest. Um, but uh, growing as the little guy, you know, it's probably the best way to do it is not having a bunch of cash, you know, sitting behind it on the hook for a bank to owe. like I don't want to owe anybody anything, you know what I mean? And I hmm. certainly I certainly don't want to put you know a bunch of money on the line. Uh, if it's FDIC insured, I mean that you can't even do it. So like merchant services in the beginning, they wouldn't even take CBD money. So it was like really hard to even get your money, you know, from your customers at first you had to play shadow games with, uh, square and, and PayPal and stuff and list your product as something else. And yeah, we had to do a lot of stuff to get to where we're at now, but
0: better. Yeah. I figured like, you know, if some, if someone would make themselves up to be like a bigger target than. Yeah, they'd be attracting a lot of like negative attention. Yeah.
1: I mean, like I said, like you said, like once it goes national, like they're gonna find that these big, these big cats, these fat cats, these big whales with money, though they're gonna come in and they have they've already positioned their money two years ago. They positioned their money into um like the major mainstream markets, like you said, like like Coca-Cola Gatorade, you know, up there. Yeah. I've had I've had I had one billionaire holding my product, looking at it back and forth. Absolutely loved it. And his only question to me was like how much do you need to start up and i didn't even have a business plan written up for that at the time so when he asked me that i was kind of dumbfounded i was like oh wow he really liked it that much but um he went he went way above me in investment he was he was looking to do a half a billy to invest And yeah it was way out of my league like he went my buddy that that brokered the deal couldn't even tell me where he put his money because it was so secret and so much so it's like
0: all right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I didn't I, too bad, you know. Yeah, I have a feeling not to throw on my tinfoil hat right now this early, but I have a feeling that there's gonna be like you know so many like billionaires and all these you know guru tech gurus or whatnot who have like the big business plan or like you know eyeing this stuff. Yeah. And the second you know they give it the green light, then they're just gonna like, hit that button. It's like you know yeah. make it happen. We gotta make money off of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they see something being pushed through, even they'll get. They'll get word from their lobbyists and from their, you know, little, you know, and <laughs> the money is already there. It's just a matter of, you know, like you said, push and launch. So, but, um, yeah, no, where was the, I got a, I got a, I got a question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, where was your last standup? When was
0: oh, your- uh, it was, um, it was actually just last night. I was in, uh, here in Nashville. Okay. And, uh, it was in a little place. It was like a little one-off place. I didn't have it on my, uh, on my schedule. It was just like a little drop-in sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I had a good time down. It's just a quick little guest spot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, let's see, I have a show. Well, today's Saturday, so by the time this goes up, it's already going to be happening. But um, I have a show tonight over at Third Coast Comedy Club. And then a lot of my stuff's in Nashville. Like one of these days, you're out there in Georgia. So one of these days, I'm going to get my ass out there.
1: But, we need to come to you. We uh, we love Tennessee. So oh, dude,
0: Tennessee's bomb
1: yeah we love tennessee we we went down there for um nashville uh fourth of july um that's when my that's when my finger accident happened with the buggy um but uh other than that we had fun like it
0: was yeah speaking of which um is that doing better
1: yeah a lot better yeah i don't i've learned to i've learned to live with it now it's just it's just shorter than shorter than the other one you know by a literally by a fingertip you can see mm. I lost so is it at
0: the point actually. where is that the point where you don't even realize it's you know even there Not anymore? anymore?
1: Not yeah. anymore. Like I'll, every once in a while, I'll have flashbacks and I sit here and I'll rub it and I'll be like, ah oh, man, I wish I had that sucker back, you know. But I can still pull a trigger. I can still do everything. It hasn't affected my lifting. It hasn't affected really anything. So, there like, you go picking your nose. Maybe I can't pick my nose. <laughs>
0: pick <it> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah my <I'm laughs> left one for that, <laughs> or a pinky. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. You know, suddenly you're ambidextrous. Right. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) And um, I have a feeling this is going to come up sooner or later, but I'm just going to address it right now. Um, I fucking love your trolls. They are fucking. (laughs) I mean, I get, I get like, you know, how serious they're taking themselves. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You created an anonymous account to create a full blown college thesis. It's like, wow. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have I have a legion of losers that <laughs> like to uh, badger me and try to attack me on social media. So I've I've actually like I literally I could go through my phone right now. I'll guarantee I could go through my phone right now and I could find probably five fake accounts that are all trying to like spy on me and I never thought that my life would come to where it's so um what's the word interesting i guess to some people i don't know i don't know what the fascination is it's usually people that i kicked out of my gym from the past Mm. or somebody that was some way sideways inappropriately involved in a past relationship of uh mine an ex or something and then they i don't know i we my wife and i have you know we've been going through it for almost five years now putting up with people like attacking me and my my social media but they are they're trolls they're ridiculous like they'll literally copy paste paragraphs of stuff and like and and like fish it out to like everybody and it's like wow you guys got nothing better to do with your time huh like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, th-
0: I do i take it as a compliment you know
1: i do yeah i can't really take it any other way i mean they're not affecting me in any way like i'm not i'm not interacting with anybody except for you know the obvious, like what I put myself out there for, I don't, I've got no secret agenda. It's just, it's really weird that, you know, it's probably been going on now for over. It happened with me, even with me and my, my last relationship a little bit. Um, so I think we have it narrowed down to who we think it is, but it's really like, who cares? Like, I don't
0: care. Exactly. I don't care. Yeah. What's yeah. Yeah. Dude, I do. I do. People like, you know, try, like, you know, graft me just for a silly little TikTok, And, yeah. you know, suddenly they're like Sherlock Holmes trying to like, you know, like try and dig up anything. Oh, like my, whatever saying I've said on Twitter or something. Oh, yeah, they're doing some deep dive. I'm like, wow, you have way too much time on your hands. Like way read a much. book. Damn.
1: Yeah. We've actually, we've actually long, 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 long years ago. We asked, we were like, what are you getting out of this? Like, what's the whole, like finally wrote them back. You know what I mean? It was finally like, Hey, like, what's the deal? And we and we said, "Do you not have a life?" But they literally responded, "No, I do not. My my their life goal is to ruin mine." I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> Good luck with that.
0: Wow. That, yeah. Then 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 seeing the hypothetical sit what happens if they do? Then what do they got? Right, exactly. That's my point. I'm like, "Yeah,
1: what are you holding now?" Like it's just yeah. None of it really makes any sense and it speaks loudly, it speaks volumes for the type of personality that would do something like that, but I have a feeling that's all still out on the west coast, which is nice because I'm on the east coast. I don't care anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it really is funny. It really yeah. is because, like you know, if some if I were to read the book on somebody's life, like, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, I spent hours just searching, combing through somebody's history. Even though you're not like a hacker or work for the FBI, you're just right. some guy.
1: Yeah, with an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> with some yeah. kind of a weird agenda. Yeah. yeah oh you you hurt my you hurt my girlfriend or you you hurt her feelings or you broke up with her or you left her it's always about some relationship you know what i mean like some freedom fighter like oh this person's a victim like,
0: oh, I'm it's sorry, like oh, i oh no are we like, not gonna hang out anymore yeah are we not hang out anymore? <laughs>
1: so ridiculous but yeah no, it's That's it, not really it, it's I, silly
0: but mike but, um, tyson
1: said it best i think when he was like you know social media has made it possible for people you know to talk smack and not get punched in the face. You know, there's there's something to be said about that, like the level of disrespect that you see on the internet from people that have no business. Like they would never say that to my face.
0: Oh of course not. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely, I mean, there are some good things, but you know, since this is what I do for work, uh social media, it is also like a breeding ground for um uh, bullying and narcissism and cowardice.
1: Yeah, you're 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 at an obscene level. Yeah. Well, and in us doing this, we kind of put ourselves out there for that kind of. We're subjecting ourselves to that, but um, yeah, it comes with the territory. Can you imagine how Mr. Mr. President Trump feels? Can you believe that? Like,
0: oh, Trump- dude, anybody, Trump- anybody that decides to get into you know politics, wherever they lie, is on some level a psychopath.
1: It is. It really
0: is. <laughs> you, you only have to like the guy. Some people like him. Some people don't like it. I have no skin in the game. I mean, chances are I will vote for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you just from years of watching him like over the years and years and years and the people that I've interacted with that have firsthand interacted with him and told me what an amazing man he is. And I don't, it's not like I ever doubted that. It's just that now, since he's been able to get into office and peel back the curtain and go, look, everybody, here's what's going on, you know, and and since he has been able to do that, I, I, I told my friends, I was like, what we need in that before he ever got elected. I said, we need a businessman. We need somebody that knows how to manage and move worldly money, and that's what he's been doing his whole life. So why wouldn't he be there? I mean, for crying out loud, like not even was it twenty years ago he had The Apprentice, which was the number one show on TV in America. So Hmm. everybody was a fan back then. You know what I mean? Like what? what, You know what I mean? Like the only thing that could have happened was, like you said, psychopathic rhetoric and uh, you know and propaganda. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. I mean. What was I going to say? Yeah, basically, uh, not to th- go down the political length, but then again, who doesn't anymore? But yeah, just because if whoever you vote for doesn't turn into this one-dimensional monster. I mean, like most of the people I know who voted for Biden, they're not some pink-haired, whiny bitch, you yeah. know? They're just a guy. They're just a person. So just regardless of who you vote for, and even if like, it's like, oh, you did this, oh, you did that, let's say I'm glad you're telling me this because, again, we're not going to hang out. <laughs> so, right
1: exactly <laughs> i yeah.
0: have no skin the game with this person
1: yeah yeah no i know it's it's gotten ridiculous but i was just you know the reason why i brought that up was just because i mean can you imagine like you know i i, I could sit here and whine all day about the people that harassed me and harassed my accounts but i can't imagine being harassed at that kind of oh,
0: dude it's it's a, it's gotta be ridiculous to point where like you know you can't even look i mean joe rogan says he doesn't look at the comments because like you know what purpose does it serve
1: none unless you're looking for that kind of validation feedback or or whatever you know what i mean Which, if you're looking for that you're in the wrong spot like that yeah, company, that,
0: that is a new low
1: you're in touch with your faith but you're not going to get it from a bunch of keyboard hacker keyboard warriors out there like i think that's a really smart thing to do and that's really that's really interesting because i really thought about doing that from the day one that i actually started instagram in 2013 when i signed my first pro contract i didn't want social media all i had was facebook and i was reluctant on that You know, and then when I got Instagram, then it was, I kind of felt like that. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to read the comments. I don't really care what anybody has to say. I don't do this for anybody else. I have to do it for my pro contract only. You know what I mean? It's a good idea. I think Joe, Joe found a way to, to kind of work around that. I think that's pretty cool that he just doesn't comment on it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless if the comments are positive and negative, I generally don't care because if someone's like, yeah, 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 fine. you can't be of then I'm like, oh, okay. But then again, if someone's like, this is amazing, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Again, I don't care. You can't like, if write blowing line. smoke up my ass. It, you know, a part, like, well, a part of me is like, thank you, but another part of me is like, it can be a little disingenuous. So, right. And right. that's it really means just nothing to me. It's just a bunch of ones and zeros.
1: Yeah, it's like Gary V says. He says, you know, don't get too high and don't get too low on any of the comments. Really, they just should just fall on whatever ears, you know what I mean? Like, I I honestly believe uh, that that's the way to go because I have I'll I'll raise my hand and say I've been personally affected by you know bullying at time where I'm where I'm weak mentally because I'm I'm dieted down or something and I'm like uh, I'm susceptible and vulnerable. And something in my comments will pop up and and uh, maybe catch me off guard, and, and I give it a little too much attention, and then it ends up affecting me emotionally. Um, that's a real thing that used to happen, but not anymore. I don't even no, don't give a rip.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say um, during I'd say one of the best things I, I learned during COVID was the the art of letting go of stuff. Because there's a book called uh, The Soul Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm -hmm. which is a great book if you haven't read it. It's just, most of it is just, well, it's not like give a fuck about nothing. It doesn't say become a sociopath, but it's just like a lot of it is just letting go, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, no sense of being hung up on stuff that is beyond your control.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somebody gave me that book and I burned it because I thought it was negative and I didn't didn't even, (gasps) I, I, I was in a really bad spot in my life at that time and somebody was trying to help me And I took it the wrong way because when I looked at the book and it says the art, the subtle art of not giving an F, and I was just like, I don't even want the word F on the front of my book. You know, I was just in a in a spot where I was just like, I don't care about this book. I don't care about, you know what I mean. So I just I tossed it in the fire. I was like, I don't want to
0: read it. Well, I read it twice, so it's definitely worth it. Is it good? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yes.
1: That's not to say that I wouldn't have liked it. I just, in the, in that moment in my life, I was just in a spot where I was like, I didn't want anybody's help. I was just like, screw that book. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll take another look at it for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody kind of casually became an intellectual during uh, COVID because I read that. I read a bunch of poems by Charles Bukowski. Um, uh, dabbled in a little stoicism. If you haven't read Meditations, that that's another good. It's a hard read. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. But there's some gold nuggets in there but it's like, Ooh. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you're talking about ancient Greece and they're like, you know, like, you know, Seneca's son of Attila's son. of like, Oh my God, I don't need to know the whole bloodline here.
1: Right. (laughs) Trying to keep track of everybody's lineage. Yeah. That's hard. But
0: it is, I mean, if you, if you like learning a little bit like history and you know, it's another part of just letting go of stuff because like with, with that, it's like, Again, this has no correlation or effect on my life. Whatever obstacle you know somebody might be stressing about, so like you know, oh, this person said this on the internet. It's like, why do you care? Yeah, it why do you care? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
1: So, what as far as like when you're out when you're out doing like comedy tours and stuff like that, how does the, how does the booking go? Like, do you call or?
0: Oh yeah, I love it's on me. I usually uh, hit up bookers and clubs uh, at least two months ahead of time. Because, you know, if I, cause I mean, that's how I work, you know, I, I book shows here in Nashville too. So usually I book them way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And because if somebody decides, oh, I, can I jump on your show next week? I'm like, dude, you could ask me this weeks in advance. Yeah. So, so I'm, so I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. i will be up in Kentucky, uh, in May. Then most of my stuff is here in Tennessee at the moment. I was just in Alabama not too long ago. But yeah, I bounce around all over the place. But what's good about living in the South here as, as a stand up is that you have the capability to really just embark on your own self booked mini tour. Uh huh. So yeah, I, like one day I'll be here in Nashville, not like I'll just be in Memphis. Then I'll be in Louisville. Then I'll be in Bowling Green. Then I'll be in Huntsville. Then Atlanta. So you have this whole like you know Bermuda Triangle of big cities, which you know are good comedy towns.
1: And what's the what's a what's an average like uh, occupancy? Like well, how's your crowds? You know, like it's oh, it, depends. On, it depends
0: on the venue. Like if yeah. you're here at Zaney's, uh in Nashville, you're looking at maybe two or three hundred people. It's okay. it's probably the, it, it is like the club here. Yeah. But other places like if you're running an independent show, like I run an independent show here and that can range between like, you know, fifty to one hundred and fifty. OK, so. Yeah, so what's the, the you,
1: what's the biggest crowd you've performed for so twelve hundred? Wow. Mhm. Well was, was there any difference between 1250?
0: The venue well
1: like yeah, I will was, say
0: like- because it was in this uh, big theater in Boston and I was opening up for uh, preacher Lawson who is uh you know getting pretty big right now. And uh, I opened up for him and it was very overwhelming like you know sensory because like when you're on stage like the lighting I could only see the first two rows of people. Then, like, I'm sure, like, you know, when you're on stage at like a bodybuilding competition, it's a little bit the same. You only see like two rows of people, then it's just the sea of black that's right on front of you. Like you're just looking onto this abyss. Yeah. And what was weird was I would tell a joke, and I could actually have a little brief moment of echolocation where I could hear the laughs go to the back. Oh, wow, cool. So I could hear the people in the back get it before the after the people in the front get it. Then I have to wait for it to come back to me so I can move on but it was like I was not expecting that that's
1: really cool yeah that's really cool I think I think honestly that um that that stage blindness that you're talking about I think that's helpful Uh, I think because it's a lot of um it's a lot to take in visually like if if the house lights were on and everybody was kind of lit up like that that would be really I don't know that might be a little much I don't know (laughs) I don't know I've never done it
0: Plus, I figure it come with a new a different set of nerves because if you're out there during a competition, you're just out there with your little onesie. Yeah. And you know, you won't you'll know how many people are out there looking at you. Yeah. And you gotta put yourself on full display.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the takes up almost the same mindset, right? Just Walking yeah. out there kind of naked, so to speak.
0: <laughs> In a way, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, like I came up, I mean, walking up to the stage I'm like, oh, I got this, I'm prepared. Then I then when it happens, I'm like, oh, this yeah. this is different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's much different. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. Actually, what was interesting uh to dwell on the stand-up side was I um not to go on the social media tangent again, but I jumped on one of those TikTok debates. Don't waste your time. Oh, and for the really? love of God, yeah. like I got, like I, I mean, we all got opinions. Trust me on that. But for the love of God, for your own mental health, do not do it. Really? Because I gone to this debate uh, about some kid with this kid. He was like maybe 19 or 20. He's like, there's nothing funny about this. I'm like, I will beg to differ. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, it, oh my god! Like I, what was fun, what was interesting is that I came in there with rationale and experience. Sure. Yeah. And he was just like this wall. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. And it just reminded me. There's this viral video of Patrice O'Neill with like he he dude. If you haven't heard, he is probably one of the goats. Oh really? Like he came up with Bill Burr and Chappelle and all of them. He died in the early 2000s, but he had this famous debate with this staunch feminist and there's nothing funny about this. And you said she took jokes as statements. And this oh, is what this, wow. kid, this kid did the same thing. Like I was giving a TED talk. Right. <laughs> wow. But some people heart. it just goes over their head. But I will say this though, despite what we think of, like, you know, the new generation, um, that they're a bunch of, you know, tightwads, mm-hmm. they are also not because last night, was it was a younger crowd and they were like thank you so much for going like you know pushing boundaries and just going raunchy and dirty because everybody tries to it's like it almost seems like everybody tries too hard like they're competing in a beauty competition where everybody's ugly right yeah so it's like there's a level of fakeness is what i'm saying
1: yeah definitely I can I can I can speak for that side too and say thank you for doing that too because I mean people like you know I'll just say the obvious ones like Chappelle and Rogan you know those guys they've pushed the boundaries bill burr um for years and and it always makes me nervous when I see people of that stature get get uh, what's the word canceled In, well yeah or try, or they try to cancel them right they try to cancel them and watching Dave Chappelle wiggle out of that like a you know, like a finger lie, it was nothing for him to get out of that. He's like, mm, you ain't counseling me. This is the way it is. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so glad. And I'm so happy that we have comedians out there that are willing to push the boundaries of every color. You know, we do, we need a, a, a collective to do it together. And I, I've seen a lot of people. Thank God Joe Rogan gets it. I mean, he's got the most powerful influence on the podcast scene. I mean, thank God he gets it, you know, mm-hmm. um, him having Chappelle on. And I remember, Bill Burr being a a writer for the Chappelle show for the skits that they did, he was one of them. In fact, that um, you remember the racial draft? You remember the racial oh yeah? Draft? That was one of the funniest skits ever, and that was partially written by Bill Burr.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Chappelle. and now like again, there's like a thing on TikTok. Like there's this famous video of a little girl. She's maybe three or four years old. Say, like, I want. She's a little white girl, but she says, I want to be Barack Obama when I grow up. Mm-hmm. And then all, the, all these black people are stitching, doing a racial draft. We will give you uh, this. We will take this little girl. If you take Kanye West or like, right. you know, just
1: right. <laughs> so it's stuff
0: like that. Yeah. So even just regular people are on board with this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good because of the freedom of speech. Number one, right. Like mm. we got to keep that intact. For sure. We don't have that. We don't have anything. Um, thank God for comedy. I mean, especially in a time where everything's so tense and heightened and everything. And, you know you got guys you got are actually brave enough to make fun of it that's that's cool i mean it's not always received well but those people are going to cry and suck their thumbs all the way home either way it doesn't
0: matter what you say so yeah yeah a lot of it's like you can't make fun of that like dude i have a joke about parkinson's <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i would say like you know have an easy cure for parkinson's just give yeah. them a shake weight turn it on and watch them cancel each other out <laughs> right Right. So that, yeah. that, that, so what happens to either gets that reaction or like, yeah. oh, oh. Oh, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of my, one of my, I've got a couple of favorite guys that are coming up right now. I can't even name the first guy. He's really snarky and funny and he interacts with the crowd a lot. And then there's this other guy that has cerebral palsy and he uses that Josh to his Lou. advantage. Is that who it is?
0: Yeah. He's kind of kind like a tall, skinny guy.
1: Yeah. He's got kind of wild hair.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's Josh blue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. I like yeah. He's him. really
0: good. He's really good. He's yeah. done the whole lot last comic standing America's got talent stuff. So yeah, he's, he's one of those people that's a little overdue.
1: Yeah. He's way overdue. I agree. Yeah. I, like you said, I forgot that. That's right. He did go on American idol or something like that. Didn't he? Hmm. He went on one of those talent shows, but I, I, I keep catching him on uh, YouTube shorts or, you know, stuff like that. I'll do little clips of him, but I saw Dane cooks back out doing stuff now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He he's fun. Are you a
1: Dane fan or? I love Dane. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I
0: remember his uh, his debut album came out when I was in high school, and myself and some friends, we were listening to it, laughing our asses off while in a Taco Bell parking lot, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was like this guy is just hilarious, and he's huge, and you know, but I think he also kind of stepped away for his own sake. Yeah. But now he's getting back to it. And actually uh a buddy of mine uh Andrew Dunn, he's opening for him. So oh. Yeah, he he oh he, he's doing really well. But yeah. yeah, the fact that you know I love the fact Dane is back in the fold again.
1: Me too. Me too. I there was a missing missing ingredient there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. I mean, he dude, he that was a, a people quote still quote him from that stand up on the uh the Sufi stage, you know. Of course. Oh man. And the fact that I even remember a Sufi, I'm like, really? yeah, the super man. finger.
0: Yeah. You can still do it. Yeah. It's still legal play. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get
1: really angry, it's a Sufi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: love it. Yeah. He's a great storyteller is what he calls himself. And he came out, he came out, um, at key arena in Seattle. I went out to go see him during his, uh, his second to, right after he did, um, uh, vicious circle. Mm-hmm. Um, The next one that he did after that is the one that I went to go watch. And of course, he always includes a bit of old material, you know, into his new material, folds that in there. Uh, But I went to go watch him and he was he walked out and he was wearing this powder blue shirt with a unicorn on it and says, I'm a storyteller. (laughs) And I just thought it was so perfect. I thought it was so telling. And it was it was true. And he comes out and does his bit and just completely rocks the house. It's pretty cool. I like Dan Cook a lot. He is a good story- storyteller too.
0: He is. He yeah. is. I like the fact that he just kind of goes off the rails sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's really good. And um, to to change gears, let's go back to the, the whole the bodybuilding world. So um, well, yeah. you're definitely still keeping up with your training, which is clearly obvious. Yeah. And yeah. um, uh, I like the fact that um, these days, like. There's more access to, uh, like, to, like hormone replacement therapy and tor- uh, to TRT, which I guess is probably the uh, mo- most mainstream version of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that, you know, these days in the post-Liver King, that everybody is a little more upfront and open whether or not they're on a cycle or not.
1: It, you, you think that kind of opened the doors for people? I think to- so.
0: I mean, first off, we all knew. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I uh, take it's like, oh, no. How could you?
1: <laughs> you're really you're shocked, really.
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't know why
1: anybody I don't know why anybody would ever um, deny it anyways, unless you're ashamed of it. And if you're ashamed of it, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like, I've never been ashamed of it. I made the choice when I was 25 years old. And I said to myself, I said, after competing in natural bodybuilding for the few years that I did in the beginning, I said to myself, if I ever turn that corner, I'm never coming back because it's not fair. Like you don't want to compete in a natural association when you're using something that's not natural. Right. So I just said, OK, I'm going to go into the associations where it's allowed, make that step. And I'm never coming back. And I did that and I stuck to my word. But yet you'll see these guys out here cower when they get a microphone put in their face as so they're sitting there with 23 inch arms. Like, are you natural? And if, if you say anything other than, you know, then, then you're a liar. And I, I'm not going to listen to another word you say. Like, I don't do understand. Unless they're
0: why- are just 100% upfront with it, then, you know, if they're being honest, then, you know, I respect honesty and authenticity. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people are afraid that because of the stereotypes of steroids and anabolics and, you know, everything that goes along, growth hormone, all that stuff. I think the stereotype comes along is so negative because the government has created it as a negative they've monstered you know monsterified, whatever you want to call it uh you know anabolic steroids and the reason why is because they're healthy obviously when you're using them in accordance with proper blood markers and stuff like that but most people are just jabbing themselves and running and they're not worried about anything else that's when it becomes dangerous right that's but it's also it's prolonged you know pro protracted you know suicide if you're just doing that you know if you're not getting your blood checked you're not doing all these things mm. um but back to the point of like why deny it um clearly ashamed of it you know and and, and the only reason somebody would be ashamed of it or afraid of it is that they're going to lose clients they're going to lose money they're going to lose whatever but i think people you and i i'll speak for us i think you and i would much rather hear the truth that's pretty obvious anyways you know i mean i'd rather yeah. hear the truth you know and just deal with that you know what i mean like Am I going to use this guy as a coach? Am I going to take his advice? Am I going to whatever? Well, he just lied about something, you know, that's so easily, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's going to lie about that. What else is he going to lie about?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, even if, like yeah, if you tell the truth about something that's taboo, that definitely gets you more respect than just flat out yeah. lying about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, like the only reason that it's taboo is because of the government it has nothing to do with its effects. I mean, it's not killing anybody, you know, I mean, you look at the studies long term, it's usually uh, high blood pressure is usually the culprit, right? Or hypertension, which same freaking thing. Um, But there's so many different things that come along with that. But that's that's protracted. That's prolonged. That's like years and years and years and years of abuse of that and bad food and other illicit drugs
0: yeah like if you full-blown abuse it then yeah it's gonna show like what what was his name um uh he passed away a few years ago he was like the five percenter rich piana that was my like my brother yeah my yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah he, I mean, he he just said he just flat out was honest about everything
1: yeah he told me everything he told everybody everything he was yeah i could call rich any point in time and rap with him and um that was one thing you know he he put 30, 30 cc's in each delt of synthol which is not steroids it's just a it's just an oil an mct oil um but come to find out that stuff was causing a lot of neuro, uh, necrotic tissue and killing a lot of tissue so when they did the autopsy on him they found so much necrotic tissue in him like most of his skeletal muscle tissue was dead and decaying because yeah. it was so saturated with um uh, yeah artificial means so yeah, boy, they,
0: I mean I'm sure you've seen of people who use synthol and it looks like they've just been stung by bees.
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look anything normal. It doesn't look mm-hmm. no and and honestly, like typically what I you know, what I've learned from my friends of the past that have used it older pro bodybuilders that are since been off the stage for a long time and off the magazines, they would use synthol maybe once in a blue moon for a photo shoot, like to give to give a little extra fullness to the bicep head or something like that. And they're not shooting 30 CCs. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you know what I mean? Like the, he was just an extremist and he knew it and he didn't care. And the one thing that he knew is he was addicted to competition and he didn't want to compete anymore because he didn't want judges telling him his worth. So what he did is he went out and he started getting tattoos that were flesh colored so he could still put the proton on and not affect his look. And then finally mm-hmm. he said, OK, now I'm going to make the real commitment. I'm going to start coloring these in so I can't go back on stage. And yeah. that's when the tattoo that's when he started coloring in all the tattoos so that he would be completely you know uh what's the word not tempted to get back mm. on stage or or consider it so and i understand that because i struggled <laughs> with it myself i mean last major you know national level show i did was 17. you know that's already five six years away now mm. crazy
0: yeah did you ever see that uh documentary bigger stronger faster
1: yeah my buddy chris bell is the one that made that movie chris bell and mark bell smelly bell yeah
0: yeah yeah that that was and that was his first movie.
1: Yeah, it was one of them. He brought that to Sundance Festival and won a big award for that. Um, And then he also did Prescription Thugs. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm -hmm. It's all about big pharma, everything that we're seeing now. But yeah, that
0: itself is its own can of worms. Can of worms.
1: But yeah, Yeah. he's got that one. He's got Prescription Thugs. He's got Bigger, Stronger, Faster. And um, he's always, you know, Chris is always like digging around, trying to find the new medicine, the new supplement, the new whatever, um, Fountain of Youth, if you will um but uh those are those are the two really major movies the big that was that was one place where i saw that was the first time i ever saw uh, that biden character was on his movie when he went in to go ask him a question about um oh baseball well yeah do you remember he asked him he said um he goes the guy didn't biden didn't even know the answer to this he goes what's the legal age to drink or smoke or do whatever and or you know steroids all that he had no idea he had to look at his assistant and his assistant goes yeah, I think that's, it was literally just like Mr. Burns on the Simpsons, Simpsons and his little <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. It was the funniest thing. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so clueless. And then we find out later. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it, dude,
0: like it, it's, it's our level where we really are living in a South Park episode.
1: It, yeah, it is. I've been saying that forever. I'm like, I feel like I'm living in a really bad movie. Like a really bad movie. In fact, a month before the pandemic started, I was sitting in my buddy's house in his smoke room. We were smoking weed and we were watching, we were getting ready to watch a movie on Netflix. And Netflix, When he turned it on. The first movie was like this panic movie movie about a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was section nine or something like that. Name of the movie. I think it was called section nine or something nine. But it was Mm -hmm. basically exactly you know like what they've been trying to do is like compartmentalize and lock people down to their homes and do all this stuff and then robot aliens are like (laughs) like, they're like the 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 guards of the place and it's like all these like movies that were planned what it looks like is to like set us up for this and i looked at my buddy warren i go don't you find it a little funny that a little weird that on netflix there's probably four or five movies right now that are all talking about pandemics and lockdowns and separation of family and all, all this weird like horror stuff you know and then boom one month later lockdowns and i went <sighs> yeah <laughs> and Now And we're living in this movie it's like what is this
0: yeah it's like what did the characters do in the movie
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i gotta
0: do what they did
1: <laughs> yeah exactly to escape the matrix uh, hell i remember when the matrix came out that was how long ago was that that was like years? early
0: 2000s i think oh, lord that's been a long time Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like early two. That was like well, at least twenty years ago. And when I first saw it, I was like, this. This was hard to follow at first. But then, like, oh, okay. Uh But then, then you get down to the more like you know philosophical level, and like, I see what's going on here.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like they were giving us warnings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who to thunk?
1: Yeah, (laughs) holy weird. Yeah. (laughs) What's next on your docket? Like, where are you headed next?
0: Let's see. Well, uh, let me break out my calendar. Sue, so I am, where is it? Cause I know we're planning on
1: traveling soon.
0: Yeah. So all my stuff's gonna be here in Tennessee at the moment for the rest of the month, uh, and a handful of things in May. But let's see. I'm gonna be at Third Coast tonight. I have my up down show on uh, the 19th here in East Nashville. So if you're in Nashville, definitely coming out. It's a free show. Then I'm gonna be at Sunny's here in Nashville on the 26th, and then Holistic Connection. I don't know if you guys have those out there. I don't but, know. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a dab bar. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not it's not full on weed. It's um, what is it? It's a uh, uh I don't want to say THC. Oh, that delta Delta, 8, delta 8, the delta stuff, yeah. Yeah. Dude, they they're all over the place here. That's about as close as l- legal as they are right now before uh-huh. they just go, you know, give the green light to in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they there's a bunch of holistic connections out here. They had um yeah, they have edibles, they have cookies, brownies, uh the wax, um bath bombs, They gave me a free, I did a show at a holistic and they gave me a free bath bomb. Sweet. Yeah.
1: Right on. Well, that's really cool. I didn't know that they were doing that already. That's a, that's an awesome idea. I know my buddy Warren wanted to do a, um, you know, kind of like a cafe type Mm -hmm. place where you come in and, and have emails set up and you know, whatever you want, you bring your own whatever and have plugins and sit there and have a nice. You know like instead of a cappuccino i have a dabuccino
0: exactly <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah they have they have the whole they do the whole menu thing and it's like a nice more like a small like intimate environment it's not fobo club it's just sure. like a nice little like it's a bar it's like a little cafe yeah that's awesome i yeah. like that concept a lot yeah so they, there's that going on and um yeah and for me i got a few other things but nothing on a i guess grand scale at the moment although however I am building for my first special next year.
1: All right. Yes. So just getting all your material together, running mm-hmm. it through the, the the filters of the crowd, and
0: yep, it's all about just building the act. Uh, Funny, just building the, you know what works, what doesn't, refining it, trimming the fat. You know, like you know building for a bodybuilding competition. Yep. You know, okay. yep. stick with what works, toss out what doesn't, and just have it all ready for the time of you know when I record it
1: yeah yeah that's a process man and i'm sure it's a it's yeah i'm sure it's a um I, you have to dig don't you
0: You have to dig a little, a little yeah bit. i mean so, i mean so for the heavier stuff yeah sometimes it's like surface level like i can make fun like uh yeah i can make fun of parkinson's and you know alzheimer's and i talk about how i used to be blind and that because so that that's a little bit heavier so i have to yeah. dig but Again, you gotta make it funny. Actually, you know who's really good who do it that's that is Monique. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen her recently. She kind of stepped away, she kind of like had her own little hiatus, but okay. her new special on Netflix, she she goes deep and she okay. makes it funny. What's her name? Monique. Monique. She was one okay. like you know how there's the kings of comedy, she was one yeah. of the queens of comedy, like on Death Jam. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, she yeah. was uh, she was the mother in Precious. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah oh she can act her ass off yeah but yeah the, like or when dave chappelle he dives deep when he's trying to portray something serious but then again yeah. at the end of it he also makes it funny mm-hmm. yeah so, he does
1: he's a good storyteller too
0: yeah he yeah. he he conveys his points very well when yeah. he's actually legitimately saying something
1: yeah 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 it's powerful when he speaks for sure especially when it's on a a current topic like that hits you know what i mean that's That's one thing I've noticed about South Park is they never run out of material because they're always (laughs) using current events, you know? (laughs) Dude, I
0: I keep seeing strong women show up in my my feed all the time.
1: That has to be one of the best. Them and PC Principal. PC Principal. PC
0: PC Principal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's funny is he looks like an identical replica. Like if somebody would have drawn my high school football coach, that's what he oh. looked like. Like the same glasses, the same haircut, the same everything, and it's just a total prick.
0: <laughs> Are you making fun of pronouns, bro? <laughs> we do not. <laughs> we do not make is- jokes about people's sexual orientations and gender identities. <laughs> that's I not love- how we do things here. I love watching
1: Matt Stone and Trey Parker in the sound booth doing the voices. That's got to be the best part of it. Like watching them lose their shit as they're doing voices for basically dick and fart jokes for an hour. Like, it's hilarious.
0: Like, and and they they get paid
1: millions. (laughs) They've been doing
0: it consistently for decades.
1: Yeah. I think they're in their 26th season, something like Mm -hmm. that.
0: Mm -hmm. They literally did
1: an episode. I don't know if you saw the episode where they did, they said The Simpsons did it. And oh yeah why, yeah did you see that because it was like I everything did. that they come up with idea why simpsons have already done it and so mm-hmm. they're like they've been online for over 30 some years now and they're like gosh every idea we have it's like somebody in writing goes yeah we can't do that simpsons did it <laughs> and so yeah we'll to yeah like we, uh,
0: we gotta block out the sun and yeah. charge yeah and take advantage of the power comes like simpsons did it
1: yeah simpsons did it yeah yeah three-eyed uh-huh. fish
0: simpsons did it Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yep. that's yeah, that's how how far deep they go. But yeah, like whenever I see uh, like the strong woman song, it yeah. is. <laughs> and then you see Heather Heather Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, uh, especially right now. I mean, for the last week, that's all I've been seeing. Just Heather Swanson everywhere. Yeah, uh... I'm the strongest woman this world has ever seen. <laughs>
1: whatever <laughs> like Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh, they go full
0: <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. And if you remember, um, what uh, what Randy Savage would do is that he would kind of oversell some oh, yeah. of his uh, like if somebody pushed him, he would just be like, "Oh no, yeah." To the point yeah. where it was just comical, and they incorporate yeah. that into the episode. <laughs> That's great. It it, it is. It it really is like live, waking up to a South Park episode every day. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about But then again, it's good for me. Hell, like if they're off of making jokes and I'm just going to steer into it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Ew, what else? Exactly. Do you do? What
0: you know, one be, might be serious.
1: Ew. It's free material, too. got to look at it like that. Free Oh material. my god.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude. I got I remember last year, um I think it was like yeah, you know, like they like the whole Roe v. Wade thing hit and it was yeah. like, oh, being all serious and all this stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't affect me. So I'm going to make fun of all the dudes getting vasectomies. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you see the guys getting it. It's like, I don't think we yeah. lost anything. <laughs> you know, yes. not exactly offering in the DNA department, are we?
1: It's it's kind of funny because just the idiots kind of work themselves out, you know what I mean? Oh my god, like, yes! It's like yeah, yeah sometimes yeah, but...
0: I just like you know, like I'll just let people talk, just you know, let them run out of gas, and by extension, dig their own grave. Right? So, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't have to do anything here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, you know, like people don't even realize that they're doing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, nah, yeah. have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, uh, it really, really is. I got really a question for you. What's uh,
1: If you had a, if you had like a, like a, a person or a comedian that you really look up to, is there somebody that you'd really look forward to like opening? Is there anybody you'd love to open up for or?
0: Oh my God, Bill Burr, hands down.
1: Oh God, thank you. Oh yeah, dude. Bill Burr. Bill Burr.
0: <laughs> There's I mean, nobody you know, funnier,
1: man. Him and Chappelle. Are
0: Boston. Hello, Boston boy. And, you know, and again, he does not care. He does not care. He'll just go out and say it. And people will get mad at him. It's like, I don't care about you. Yeah. Like, like his London special. Uh, um, oh, wait, no, no. It was uh, the Red Rocks. I don't know if you heard when he makes fun of the WNBA. Yes. It's great. <laughs> and true. Yeah. A lot of it is true, and he just flat out says it to their face. It's like, I don't care. I'm telling the truth. I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and say it. And well, you can't it stop. Me.
1: <laughs> it needs to be said. And who better than Bill Burr? Yeah. And he just
0: lays into it, too. He it's like, in we're all aware of it. Like, well, like, you know, again, like they're talking about, like, you know, women should be paid more in the WNBA. It's, well, buy a ticket
1: yeah show your support buy your ticket, they'll get paid more, otherwise, yeah, you're squeezing blood from a yeah. rock or trying to yeah
0: what's the phrase uh stand by your no, I don't think it's stand by your laurels. that's kind of like a past something else, but yeah, it's uh say what you mean and mean what you say that's what yeah that's what it is, yeah,
1: yeah well, there's nothing there's nothing false about what he said either. it's like you mm-hmm. can't you,
0: you're, so you're, me, of, if i you know if I could wave a magic wand and make that happen,
1: you know, I'd be doing it right about now. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So Bill Burr would be the, would be the avenue.
0: Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Be and awesome. um, actually, I, I I watched that your little um thing you posted not too long ago about the the twenty minute day in the life where you were oh preparing. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you were preparing for a competition a couple of years ago. Yeah, and, I was doing the
1: Washington State. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, and during that, you uh talked about the, this little spoon trick that you play on yourself. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like does does that work? Like you, you just have, what was it, like a little spoon?
1: It's a mental it's a mental thing because I feel like the more bites I have to take, like the more I'm eating, you know, and the longer I get to sit there and eat cuz when you're starving like that, like any little mental trick to help you get over the hump, you know, for that meal is it's worth it. So like I'll try to find ways to um ignore the the hunger or make myself trick myself into thinking i'm eating more than i really am and that's just one of the ways that i do it is i just instead of using a big normal off-season spoon i use a little tiny spoon and it takes me longer to eat it and i think i'm getting more my brain thinks i'm getting more my tummy knows better but
0: (laughs) i mean it's like a little trick you're playing yourself so yeah what you're saying is if you use a little spoon you have to take more scoops you by extension trick yourself into thinking i'm getting i'm eating more than i actually am
1: Yeah, and that's honestly, that's just the point of crazy where you're, you're right on that line of crazy. Like you're just, it's, I don't know how to explain it, man. Just you're eating every two and a half to three hours, but all you're eating is, you know, the bare necessities of protein and just a little bit of carbs to keep you up and upright and alive. You know, it's like just whatever it takes to get through the workout, nothing more. Um, especially during those last like six, four to six weeks when it gets really, really grimy and, um, all you you go to bed hungry you wake up hungry. Um, It's not fun. Like that's I mean, (laughs) I understand why not not too many people choose bodybuilding. Um, I chose it because I saw the numbers that I was going to have to produce in powerlifting at 21 years old. And I didn't want to put that kind of weight on my body, on my back, on my chest, nothing, you know, so I was like, I chose, you know, bodybuilding as the alternative. And then Becca Swanson, my coach at the time, I says, you know, I want to try bodybuilding. She goes, you're gonna have to diet. And I says, and I ignorantly just went, All right. Like I just shrugged it off, like no big deal. Diet, whatever. And then, uh, you know, you get into the thick of it in the last four weeks, you're looking at yourself going, whoa, what the hell did I get myself into? You know, because it's really hard. And then you're having to control your cravings, your attitude, your posture, your everything when you're basically in like, you know how rangers get starved and they're out in the desert doing all that stuff. Well, I mean, I get the comfort of my home, but. I still have to go grind my face off at the gym and I still have to find energy to do it. And I'm, I'm not eating enough anything to, to give me that energy. So it's all heart for the last, you know, six to four weeks. And you have to lift just as heavy and eat less. You have to train just as hard and eat less. And it's like, oh man. So like that last four weeks, you, you'll try to find any little, like I used to take like mint uh, chocolate chip gum. I don't even like mint chocolate chip. I hate it. Right. But because I was so, hungry so starving i would take a piece of gum and chew on that mint chocolate chip before i went to bed just to take the cravings away
0: yeah yeah now everybody prepares you for the uh, the mental game ahead that comes with it it's like something you just kind of learn in the process
1: it is so much mental that i i don't think that um I don't think there's any person in this world. I don't care how much muscle you have. I don't care how much, if you don't have it up here and in here, you, you, you there's no way that you're mm. going to be able to make the sacrifices necessary to get nasty enough to win anything on stage. If you can't go through that.
0: Yeah. I remember last year, uh, when, um, when, with my trainer, yes, or he, um, yeah, he put me on this plan and you know, I, you know, I was very strict on it, but then there would be times where like, oh my God, I have to wait like another two or three hours until I have the next one next meal. Yeah. And now I'm like, uh, I'm just like scanning, you know, for something. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, that that's just like, you know, then you got to be self-aware of that craving. Yeah. They just yep. try to figure something out to kill that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you're in a caloric uh, deprivation like that, when you're calorically deprived, um, your body will play tricks on you and it will tell you it's OK to do this and do that. And that's where you that's that's where the champions made is they can go and just keep, keep mm-hmm. going. You know what I mean? You just, it's not easy, man. It, it tests me every time I do a show. I'm like, why am I doing this? The last four weeks, I always question myself. no matter what's on the line, like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like,
0: this Oh dude, I i feel the same way whenever I'm doing a crappy show. It's like, nobody held oh. a gun to my head. Nobody yeah, right. signed me up for this. I exactly. signed up for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. A you know, point. Do-
0: yeah. that's why i try not
1: to complain during the diet i just i just would go through it and you know if people asked me you know how you feeling i'd just be like dude i'm dieting for a show i mean it's miserable i don't know what to tell you i don't have anything great to report i mean i can can take off my shirt you know but just know this when you look your best you feel your worst and that's just the way bodybuilding is
0: oh uh, yeah i i definitely believe you with that then when the show's over then you can actually eat like a regular person for once you just and I don't know. Like, I remember my first cheat day, I engulfed that shit like I was cookie monster.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no end to your stomach. You got a hollow leg, both hollow legs. I remember sitting. Here's a true story. I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast or told anybody this. But I remember one year after my, I did the Washington State, I believe it was. And I did a slew of shows. I did like two or three shows right in a row. And uh, I was I was depleted as hell and I I wanted to eat. And so my first meal that I wasn't going to have to measure right after the show was over my ex's house and her parents cooked and um, they just they cooked a big spread. I sat at the table for literally two more hours after the whole family got up and kept eating. And my uh, person at the time, my my, uh, partner at the time, she would bring me digestive enzymes like once once an hour. Like bring some digestive enzymes. I take those a little bit of water and keep eating. And I put on eight pounds at the table. Mm. Couldn't believe D- it. Wow. And then the next day was even worse. I had put on was it. Forty forty two pounds in 48 hours. I put on forty two pounds in 48 hours and it was all water, all water. Wow. So I had to get an Epsom salt bath, close the drapes on it, turn it into a sauna. I sweated out eight pounds of water in the bathtub in 20 minutes and then got in bed that night and lost another four overnight. So I lost 12 in the first night, lost another eight the next day and then whittled the rest off for the next week's show by Saturday. So Mm. I lost 48 pounds in five days.
0: Just like, you know, having your body go through like that roller coaster of just ups and downs within a short amount of time, I would imagine would just like take it, you know, some degree take a toll.
1: It does. And it's not healthy at all that I did that. But I I, honestly, as a rookie, I didn't know any better. I was just like I stuffed my face. You know, that's not what you want to do right after a show. You can get one good cheat meal in. I usually choose sushi because it's so clean and it's so delicious. And I don't really want any nasty, dirty food right after a show. I really don't like I just my big thing is I want a fresh plate of sushi and and a cold fruit salad. That's all I want that's I don't know why I just
0: yeah I don't sorry. know if I I've said this before I don't know if I told you but um uh, I for my cheat well probably the worst cheat I ever did was I had four crumble cookies
1: yeah and- those things are like really overdone aren't they they've got like icing and
0: oh my god yeah yeah it, it is obscene yeah and yeah it was the first uh, cookie hangover I have ever had oh, so yeah, yeah i mean one is like you know like that okay that's like one right there Uh so imagine four of those and it's not even really like a cookie it's just a flat circular cake at that point
1: that's what i'm saying yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: it's like one layer of like a mini birthday cake (laughs) it's a great way to explain yeah and then when i'm done like oh what have i done to myself seriously (laughs)
1: yeah imagine that feeling you know multiplied you know tenfold after a show because your blood pressure skyrockets and then have you noticed like your 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 face will get fat your eyes will start to squint and then your your ring won't fit anymore and like <laughs> it's
0: like a big yeah. old water bag yeah yeah you just look in the mirror it's like this is not how i looked yesterday no like, what ha- now you gotta do like damage control all over again yep
1: yep stay Puff marshmallow man pull the plug um,
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's, a, that's actually a good way to illustrate it <laughs> so what about you gabe so obviously you got cbd go black going on like the, the resurgence of black it's good yeah. shit what yeah. else you got going on
1: uh so another thing i'm doing is i'm gonna be traveling around to gyms all over the united states literally uh we're going to denver in uh may and uh, arizona uh in may um where else are we going arizona oregon and washington yeah we're going to quite a few places but uh got to stop in denver for sure for Armbrust pro gym uh they have the best Pro bodybuilding gym, like friendly for bodybuilders um, in the entire Denver Midwest area. It's um, it's where Mr. Olympia Phil Heath trained for mm-hmm. his whole career, um, and we went out there and visited as a as a team with Mutant um, several years ago when we were filming, and I struck up a great relationship with dylan the owner and uh he really likes the concept of my product so he's going to be carrying it in his gym in their pro shop here soon so we're going to go out there and get it to them and then the other few states and the whole concept really is to just kind of ahead of time schedule a, a workout with fans and followers that haven't had a chance to train with me in the past when i was traveling with mutant but now they can they can come out get a workout with me on camera try the product afterwards for themselves and get a real reaction on camera and kind of do that kind of thing you know so people can kind of get a chance to train with me after all these years they haven't really gotten a chance to so they get to see me in line and sign an autograph and take a picture and that's cool but i know there's a lot of like really big enthusiasts like dudes that want to get in there and get grimy and you know have their butt kicked equally you
0: know what i mean hmm. oh yes I,
1: I would have wanted that i mean that's you know that's kind of what i strive for when i when i got into this and started learning about bodybuilding going to the expos as I, you know i started Introducing myself and becoming friends with these bigger, you know, pro bodybuilders and learning from them. And um, I think a lot of the times when I was walking around the expos, that's that's always what I wanted. I wanted to like get in the trenches with these guys and see what the heck they're doing. And it's probably no different than what I'm doing, you know what I mean? But just being there to see, like sometimes just that confirmation that hey man, I am doing it right is worth it,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. You wanna learn from the black belts. You, you wanna know, learn, you know, you you want that much needed ass whooping because off the last thing you want is to be stuck in the plateau
1: right yeah you got to level up every time you know I, I played basketball guys that were better. I played basketball with guys back in the day that were better than me for a reason like I wanted to level up I wanted to play up I never wanted to play down it's the same thing here so um, I definitely want to get out and, and meet those people and uh, get the product and, and, and you know get them to try it and see, get a real reaction on camera because I cannot stand When people are staging their reactions and all that like i literally Mm -hmm. ask people permission to film them beforehand for the next five to seven minutes so i can get a real reaction because i just don't want anybody getting on camera and hamming it up for my product like i want you know what i mean like i'm like if it's good you'll 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 tell me you'll tell me in your own words you don't have to think of what to say like you should be able to drink it and they go oh okay yes or no and why you know i want to hear those things like in real time
0: yeah yeah. 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 You don't want again, you don't want to blow smoke up your ass. You know what I mean? No. Uh-uh.
1: And I'm also looking for ambassadors, too. So ambassadors for the product. So people that have actually tried the product, put it into their regiment um, that that actually get a good benefit out of it um, if they're interested. Um, you know, I'm taking applicants right now as far as um, uh, what we call ambassadors. And it's the ambassador program. Where basically, we would um, we get you out some product. Uh, we'll get you out some clothing. And then what we do is, um, you know, we'll ask that you Return the favor with 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 um, content, and you know maybe posting your workout videos, and then you taking your product right afterwards, stuff like that. Some real simple stuff like being as honest as possible, as possible, transparent as possible, and then uh, and grow with the business. You know, get it in get it into your gym. You know, where are you working out? And the people around you, if you're of any kind of influence, should be listening to you. And you know, anytime I go into the gym, I get bombarded with questions from people that I don't know. You know, They're just coming up to me asking really sweet questions, like nothing nothing inappropriate. It's just like they just need help. You know, they come up, Hey, how do I do this? Right. Or what would you suggest they do for this body part or what have you? Um, There's people in every gym out there that people look up to. And those are the guys that I'm looking for. Those guys and gals out there that are looking to, you know, back a good product that, that they actually use themselves. I don't want anybody like saying they use it. If they don't, that's baloney. I want people to to use it. So, yeah. So anybody out there, if you're looking to, you know, uh, get with a a supplement company, a good one, an honest one from the start. uh, Yeah. I'm looking for ambassadors. So,
0: Good shit. Yeah, man. All right, Gabe. Well, this was awesome. Thanks again for hopping on. It was great talking to you again. Hopefully, yeah. if you're up in Nashville sometime soon, definitely got to hang out. And I will let you know if I'm heading back down there to uh, to Georgia.
1: Please do. Please Absolutely. do. Absolutely.
0: And on that, thank you, everybody else, for watching. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, feel like, view, subscribe, comment, rate, and play the algorithm into my favor so on that thank you guys and have a good one
1: thanks a lot tony